I'm just going to end up messing the hell out of this. <laughs> but anyway, so this is my first time doing this. And everybody can have a good laugh at my expense. I'm totally down for that. So, my name's Lana Husband. And, unfortunately, I try to do an advertising and marketing business. This is just going to be a podcast about some of the trials and tribulations and mm, drama that goes on when you're trying to work on an ad for people. I don't mention specific business names and I don't go into like private detail. This is just like I keep it very general, very calm, you know. I try to give advice on stuff you can do, stuff you can't really shouldn't do and etc. Anyway. So first off, social media. It's one of my favorite things to do, one of the easiest things to do for me and usually one of the most annoying things I found a lot of my clients have because a lot of my clients seem to think okay I can just spin out a motivational quote or like push out something else and you know BAM that'll work that's really not what social media is about like what people seem to forget a lot of times is the social part of social media you know it's all about the engagement it's about getting information it can be from other sources but it does need your spin on it or information maybe that you found you pulled and you you know you created your own post around it which actually makes it organic so it's like really a combination of the two and deep down you know People want to see that kind of stuff daily. And it's usually a once a day thing. You don't want to bombard people with, you know, twice a day, three times a day. Sometimes you can get away with that. There's something like really pressing that came on and you didn't know about it until like noon. Like, for example, there was an issue with one of my clients where they had an event in the paper, and it was amazing. I was like, yes, I can add that in. I already had a post out, but you know what? Went ahead and added it. That's fine. But when you start adding boom, 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 like eight posts all at once, that's basically telling the algorithm, especially if you're working, it doesn't matter if you're working with Facebook or Instagram, or LinkedIn, practically every algorithm is going to treat that as if it's spam. And what happens is, once you get put on kind of like the spam list, your viewership and your metrics go way down. So, I'm not saying it's a bad idea not to have all these amazing ideas, you know. There's tons of stuff you'll see and you'll find. But the best thing to do is really work on spacing it out. Once a day, for the entire week, pick and choose what you want. And then during that week, you really want a chance to say, Hey, if I found something new, I can go ahead and... In the army, we used to call it sandbagging, you know, recruiting. 
<laughs> I can basically sandbag that for next week, unless it's like really current, and then you can just move around what you already have. But right now, today, we're really just going to be focusing on Facebook. I figure this first po- this first podcast is going to be more about just basics on Facebook, and then we're going to go into. Instagram, LinkedIn, APIs, and all that from there. But like I said, this is real basic, so we're starting off real slow. Anyway, so Facebook. Facebook does have its own post creator to allow you to schedule posts. Now, I know the new program, like the new updates on the API, the additional program interface, have made this kind of hard to do. Because whenever you type in a word and you go down and it says news feed, you literally have to click on post options and then drop down from share to schedule. Because otherwise it's going to try to force it to like share right now. And like I said, if you do that too many times, that's straight up spamming. So scheduling is key. All right. So anyway, you hit that drop-down menu, you hit schedule, you can pick whatever date you want. Um, I usually try to do stuff between the early morning and then, like, later on in the afternoon, especially if it's a business-related thing. So if it's, like, you know, physical business, stuff like that. Now, if it's more, um, what do you call it, esports games or um, entertainment or like food delivery, those actually can have a much wider range of post times. You can actually fit them around either the times that they're not open or a little bit around the times that they are open. Personally with me, I like to fit their scheduling posts around the times that they're not open because this way it kind of like, it builds up some hype, it builds up some interest. I'm not having to worry about there being a conflict between one and the other. Alright, so yeah, anyway, that's scheduling. I honestly like the Facebook scheduler more than I like Hootsuite scheduler. And I love Hootsuite. It's amazing for multitasking. Like, I do several different um, Facebook pages. And I love that, you know, I can just go through boom, boom, boom. But I have found that Just having that simple Facebook scheduler, it's free, it's easy to use, and when I'm scrolling through my post on on my computer screen, I can see, okay, there's already five posts scheduled. Whereas with Hootsuite, I do have to kind of go back and forth. So, that's one nice thing about it. The other thing I wanted to mention is boosting. Everybody seems to think, okay, when I boost a post... I need an address, I need a location, I need an interest. You don't always need an interest. That's where Facebook is supposed to help you out with that that little meter that you see on the bottom la- left-hand corner that goes from yellow to green to red. It's supposed to give you kind of an idea of, hey, whereabouts is your target audience really going to be? And for some people, you know, because your program or your product is so broad, 
you can just pick locations instead of picking like categories revolving around food or categories revolving around, you know, esports or whatever. You don't have to always pick specifics. Sometimes just the region is good enough. The other thing I recommend too, especially when it comes to uh, social media, is when it comes to Facebook, sometimes less is more and more consistent is more. So, like, I'll post daily, but sometimes, like, it really kind of depends. But I'll post, and then I'll boost for $5, and the next day I'll do another boost for $5. And it kind of runs in tandem, you know? They'll have, like, maybe a 24-hour run, but they're kind of overlapping each other. So you're still pushing that content out there. So that's, like, really great for an organic content. It's really awesome. But the other side of the box, which I, which I love and I don't, you know, it's a love-hate relationship, is organic boosting by sharing. There are tons of groups out there, amazing groups. They're awesome. You know, you can share your posts about your business through there. And while I love that, at the same time, I hate it because... Whenever you share like that, it shows up on your notifications on your personal page. Which kind of makes it look like you're spamming. And you're like, no, I'm not really spamming. I'm just trying to get this out. But it is a great way to interact, you know. And don't, like, don't be intimidated about people that laugh at your posts, you know, or get angry at your posts. Some people are going to have certain feelings about your posts, good or bad. But you know what? The biggest thing you can do is kind of roll with the punches and, you know, evolve from there. Some things, it might be, you know, offensive, so you may need to take it down. It's always good to kind of think about your posts as being more in the middle of the road. You don't want to be too political. You don't want to be too aggressive. You don't want to have, like, I don't know how to say this, but you don't want to have a hardened stance to where somebody can take that and misconstrue it. People are very quick to misconstrue it online. And once they do a little bit, they never stop. We've seen that with Starbucks. We've seen that with... T-Mobile, I mean, it literally happens with everybody. On, I always recommend that you boost on Facebook, because if you boost on Facebook, it migrates it over to Instagram. Even if you don't have your own Instagram, it migrates it over. Plus, it's cheaper and the metrics are better. The metrics on Instagram are kind of rough. So if you do the metrics here, $5 is actually going to be working on two different social media platforms and you're going to get more engagement. It's literally a win-win. All right. So let me think. What else? Oh, of course, response times. Um, There is a little bit to do with response times. The more response times does actually help with the more your page is seen. 
you know there is a way to automate that I mean it's very simple I believe you go through the inbox sorry give me a second I rarely ever automate my messages because I try to make sure to get them done as quickly as possible I use pages manager on my phone I'm very active on my phone and you know I go from there but there is a way to automate a message so it's just easily put out there every time you know somebody you know somebody responds and I want to say it's uh gosh I cannot remember where it's at Once it's in publishing tools, I thought first it was in inbox, but now I'm kind of thinking it might be in publishing tools. Like I said, I rarely like I don't use this feature personally. I don't like this feature because um, it doesn't really help your metrics. Anything where you're directly like involved and active you know, on your platform is going to help your metrics. And that doesn't matter what you're doing, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, Pinterest, it's all the same. All right. Anywho. So, yeah, that is an option. Personally, like I said, I always recommend try to get an answer out there. You know, even if you don't have a great answer, just say thank you so much I'm out of the office you know whatever kind of fills in that gap because there's sometimes people will ask you the most craziest things and you're like girl that has nothing to do with my business or my job and they'll ask you that in like 2 in the morning I'm like people need to sleep but anyway yeah so like I said Always try to make sure that you're, you know, you're responding. Responses matter. Responses boost your page. Um, last but not least, um, reviews are always helpful. Um, sometimes they're really hard to get, especially if you're a nonprofit. You'll notice sometimes, like, people use the service and they just grab money and then they run off with it. It's like, oh, you're helping me out with my electric bill. And then like, then they literally ghost until next time they have a bill come up. But reviews, reviews, reviews. They're so important. I try to hammer them in so many different groups I work with. And you know, you may not always get them, but even one or two good reviews, like, it does help. It shows it shows a level of commitment. I think that's nice. It's not necessary. It's not perfect. But it does help. The other thing I wanted to push on about... Let me see. What else? Um, oh, yeah. Jobs. So, a lot of people don't think, like, when they see job posts on Facebook... They'll think, well, it's just for, like, you know, people that are wanting to get paid or businesses. It's actually really perfect, too, if you're looking for volunteers. I've used Facebook to post a job, and what it does is whenever someone applies for it, it takes the information from their Facebook page 
and it sends it in as their application. It's super easy, super simple, and you kind of get a good feel of what these people are about. Now, this is all dependent on the privacy settings, but it does give you a lot of information. It's a great way to go. Um, last but not least, your, well, last two things. Well, last three things. All right. Your about section. Your about section is always really important because, you know, it's going to give like a real cute snippet about what you are and what you do. And you want to keep that short and you want to keep that simple. When you think about your about section, you need to kind of think about it like the way you would with Twitter. You need to really kind of limit the amount of characters that you use in your post because the more you use the less likely you know people are going to keep up with your attention span unfortunately people's attention spans are incredibly short <laughs> and you have to work around that so you know just remember keep it simple keep it light um photos i i do photos for a living i'm a photojournalist with kdh I love photos because, one, it's comfortable for me. But, two, photos are so great for organic posts relating you to your community. Now, what that means, though, is you can't just go out there and take a photo and be like, bam, here it is. You, When you take a photo, especially, like, say, you're at a table or some event, make sure to, like tag the location or the organization or the business because what happens is that drives traffic back over to you and it drives interest back over to you so it's basically giving out a little beacon saying hey i'm here um so it's a really great way to push forth and do that last but not least um uh, videos videos are are new like for a lot of Facebook you'll see them up and coming you'll you'll see the option to try to animate a post from an image to a video I recommend if you're going to animate an image make sure that you know the sizing of the Facebook post that you're am animating the image is actually a little bit smaller like the text or whatever you have to put in as your message is just a little bit smaller because when it zooms out and then it comes back in it doesn't fully come back in so part of those words get lost in there um but facebook and instagram are both really pushing hard on videos they work really well with metrics they're really easy to use you know and you can do a video on anything you know you don't have to make the perfect video it could just be like a PowerPoint slideshow that you turn into a video and you add some music to that you found online. The big thing is video content helps. You need that range. Alright. And yeah, I'm thinking that's pretty much it. I mean, the last thing is like, um, well, call to actions always help, you know, making sure your call to actions active. Whether it's a call now, you know, or shop now, or whatever. Those 
really do help. Personally, I don't promote my pages as a whole because I've noticed when I promote a page as a whole, I don't get as much of a return on my investment as when I post an individual post. Like, I boost an individual post. So, like I said, when you're boosting, just make sure it's like you boost one, boost another, and you're just kind of layering it like a cake. And as long as the area stays the same, it really does help send a consistent message. I've had um, metrics where it comes up where it started off, they only had like 3,000, you know, percent for insights. And just by doing that layering, it's bumped them up to 17. Now that may not be all that interesting, but it's really a good start. And that's just for Facebook alone. All right. So if you guys have any questions, please feel free to text me or email me at Lana, L-A-N-A, husband, H-U-S-B-A-N-D, digital, D-I-G-I-T-A-L, media, M-E-D-I-A, at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. If, like, any kind of questions, any kind of complaints, anything I can do better, hit me up. I want to know. All right. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day.